Against the Ropes podcast. All right, what? Whoa. How did that happen? Bell one. Bell beat. Wow. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Against the Ropes. I am Gio Garcia. I'm alongside Christian. Mosqueda, episode 79. 79. 79, we're back. Different setting, right? Yeah, different <laughs> setting. You know, we got to stay indoors. It looks a little different here. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Show continues, man. Mm-hmm. Got to keep it going. What did they say in boxing? You got to adapt to whatever comes your way. If you don't adapt, you don't win. Mm. Hard. Um, what do you want to start with, man? Because there's not much boxing going on. Yeah, there's not a lot going on. Some stuff that has happened outside. I don't know if you want to start on a sad tone. I know we did, we did just lose somebody. Oh, in the we'll boxing. wait for it. We'll, we'll I think we'll it. wait for it. You know what? Say that one for later. Uh, what I'm going to start with is um, a fight that may still happen in May. Okay. Um, uh, it's not looking likely, but Usyk against uh, Chisora. That one's good to win. Alexander Usyk against Derek Chisora. May 23rd is supposed to go down. At the O2 Arena in London. When I heard about that, I was excited. These are two named fighters. Like we talked about, how Usyk like needs a, a good challenge in the heavyweight division. I'm actually more excited for this one than the Joshua. See, I can Who's he fighting? Pulev. Pulev. See, another name, but I'm just more excited about Usyk and Chisora. Are you? Yeah. Just because you know how Ch- Chisora is entertaining. He's entertaining. Yeah. He talks his shit. He's been around. He's been around. He's he's got the, that experience. But man, he is. He's a he's a game fighter, and so against Usyk. Let me ask you this percentage. How much chance do you think it's going to happen? Oh, that this How much chance are you giving it? A week ago, I would have said, oh, 50 50. Now it's like, Ooh, I think it's less. I think man. it's less than that now. Um, yeah, it's not looking likely. Um, it's supposed to happen in London. We'll see what happens. London. But, um,. You know, Usyk only has one fight in the heavyweight division mm-hmm. against Chaz Witherspoon, Witherspoon right? Yeah. Last year. So we haven't had the chance to see him in the heavyweight division, yeah. right? We've been asking for it, wanting it. All, all yeah. the boxing fans, we want to see how he's going to do um, at the heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. But for one reason or another, he gets postponed, injuries, yeah. things happen. One fight at heavyweight. So yeah. this one should be interesting. Just some quick facts about this one. Usyk 17 and 0, 13 knockouts. Chisora 32 and 9, 23 knockouts. You know, Chisora has fought against the best, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. In the division, his first loss was to Tyson Fury, and way back in 2011. Which a lot of people don't really know unless they're a Brit, right? But yeah. He was, he was in there with them. He was there, and his other notable uh, fights were against Vitaly Klitschko, David Hay. Twice against Fury, Pulev, and twice against Dillian White. Now he lost most of them, yeah, but like you say, he's still a veteran and he's still he's still relevant. Yeah. Like you said, he's still entertaining. Entertaining. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no, he's, he's been there with he's been in there with some good names. I didn't know he was in there with Italy. That's yeah, that's Italy, all. Ex- that's, that's all experience. That's all experience yeah. for him. And uh, what makes it what makes it interesting for Usyk is like he's he's probably got more skills than all the heavyweights. But he's still an undersized heavyweight. He's a natural cruiserweight. So, like, we saw him against Witherspoon, a, lot, a fighter that nobody yeah. really knew who he was, but he was still getting tagged. And so, like, they, I, him, 
with any top 10 heavyweight is interesting. Yeah. I mean, he has good size. It's just we haven't seen him against these 250-pounders, right? Usyk yeah. is, what, 6'2", 6'3"? Mm-hmm. So I don't think size is going to be too much of a difference or too much of a, of a factor. Mm-hmm. We just got to see it right before yeah. we believe it. Um, Usyk did win his Olympic gold medal in London, actually, 2012 London. at the heavyweight division, mm-hmm. right? But his career, he's been... Dominating at cruiserweight, yeah. and I want to see him. I want to see him at heavyweight, but honestly, man, you said fifty. That this fight happens, yeah. I think it's less now. Less, less than fifty. Man, I'm gonna give it like ten. I'm gonna give it like ten. Ten percent chance that it happens. It happens May twenty third. Not that far away, Um, but it's not looking like any public events will be happening anytime soon. So we'll see. Hopefully it happens, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, like with this whole coronavirus, like I think two weeks ago we thought this, like at most, what NBA season, this is going to be out for like, what, a month, month and a half? But now yeah. it's looking like it's going to be longer, and so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's boxing. I mean, that's all I got. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, well, just, just it's, 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 it's sad that, you know, a lot of these events are, are being yeah. uh, postponed, you know, a lot of local fights. Shakur Stevenson, right? Stevenson, yeah. Uh, canceled. Arnold Barboza, I'm assuming, canceled. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know which one I was looking forward to? Which one? The monster. Oh, you know it, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be postponed. Who knows until when? I'm kind of, I'm saying boxing is going to take this year off, honestly. You think so? I don't see any any big fights happening. There's been a lot of rumors, the Canelo, Billy Joe Saunders, Canelo Triple G, right, for the yeah. last half of the year, but I don't see it happening, honestly, at this rate. I mean, I hope I hope you're wrong because I, uh, yeah. I, mean, I hope this thing blows over. You know, <laughs> obviously we got to give it the importance that it deserves. It is a, it is a serious issue, but yeah, I hope that we can get back to nor- like to normality uh, you know, as soon as possible. Because yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely affected the, the world of sports. Um, on another, I guess, boxing news, um, something in the boxing world. You were gonna start off with it, but <clears throat> I guess we'll just uh, merge into that topic now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Black Mamba. The Black Mamba. Roger Mayweather. Ah. He has died at fifty years, fifty-eight years of age. Right. The yeah. fight. The news broke out this week. Um, Floyd confirmed it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Dude, no, this is a this was a tough week for for the Mayweathers. Um, I'm sure you heard of the story of um, Floyd Mayweather's uh mother, his children also passed away. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. You guys mentioned it last podcast. Bit. Yeah. 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 So this is like a week, maybe like maybe I think it was seven to ten days difference. But yeah, Roger Mayweather. Man, big loss. We knew that he his 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 health was declining. We no longer saw him in the spotlight or around. We knew his his health was declining. I know our our our, our good boy as that Sims that trained with him like and he told us about it, his declining health. Yeah. And so this is you kind of see that this coming. We just didn't know when it was gonna happen. I mean, unless you're in that circle. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is really sad. Sad. This is a big blow to uh, to boxing because Roger was an in- integral part of boxing. He was an integral part of Floyd Mayweather's success. Because as we all know, uh, Floyd Senior wasn't in the picture, so it was yeah. Uncle, Uncle Roger who took over that 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 fatherly role and that trainer role. And you know, and you saw that loyalty that Floyd showed even yeah. when Senior came back. He's yeah. like, no, 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 this is my trainer, this is my coach. And so, yeah, it's it's a huge loss for the Mayweather family, a huge loss for the boxing family. Y'all gonna say Roger was a cool dude. He was funny. He was entertaining. Yeah. He he has my favorite boxing quote of all yes. time. What is it? 
You don't know shit about boxing. Most people don't know <laughs> shit about boxing, right? Yeah, and he meant it when he said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when uh, there's a clip of when he said that phrase. Um, you guys can find it on YouTube. I believe it's one of the 24 sevens. Yeah. Um, he's he had he had that famous wall, right? At his gym. Oh, yeah, he had that yeah. famous wall with all the past champions, mm-hmm. all the legends of the, of the sport. And he was straight up saying, like, most people can't even name all these guys on the yeah. wall, right? And that's yeah. when he said, most people don't know shit about boxing, right? <laughs> but he was a student of the game, of the game a historian of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, I was going back listening to some of the clips from, uh, from our podcast with his brother Jeff. Yeah. And that's what he was talking about, you know, like, Roger is a historian yeah, no, of that's, boxing. That's something I respect from, from Roger when I saw that 24-7 clip. I think I was, a little, I was young. But um, yeah. it was still, it was nice to see how he respected the sport so much. Like, he knew the history of it. You know who's Did, who? Yeah. He would always say, like, oh, the best boxers come out of where? They come out of uh, the, the, the Midwest, Midwest, right? The Midwest. Yeah. I remember thinking of, like, the Midwest. What is that Midwest? Because you think of, like, West, you think over here on the, on the, on the Pacific side. Right? Yeah. But really, it is, like, that middle territory. Yeah. It kind of feels like the East Coast has that little chunk, and then it's, like, the whole. Yeah. So he was, like, he's pretty much telling about Detroit. Michigan. The Kronk Gym is the in Detroit. The Gym is in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and we'll talk a little bit about that Kronk Gym with some okay. of the assignments that we All had. Right. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but just to talk about Roger Mayweather a little bit, he was active from 1981 to 1999 mm. as a boxer, two division world champion. He won at 126 super featherweight, and he won at 140 light welterweight. Some of his notable bouts include uh, Julio Cesar Chavez twice, Costa mm-hmm. Siu. Vinny Pazienza and Pernell Whitaker, mm-hmm. right? So that was um, yeah. that was him as a boxer. Um, obviously, you talked about his training career with Floyd. He was there yeah. throughout his whole career. And just to go back to a little bit about what uh, Anthony Sims Jr. said, um, because uh, as we know, Roger um, had been struggling with diabetes, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, his health yeah. wasn't always um, at 100 um, but Anthony Sims did clarify when he was there on our podcast. I think it was the first time mm-hmm. he said, uh, you know, I've never seen Roger do drugs because yeah. that was what some people thought. Oh, mm-hmm. he's on crack. He's on this. He's on that. Mm-hmm. But he clarified, I've never seen him do drugs. When I lived with him, you know, when he wouldn't take his medicine, his insulin or whatnot, you know, that's when his diabetes would act up yeah. and it would make him go a little crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes he would act the way he did. Right. But he said, just to clarify, like he never saw him do drugs. Or anything like that, mm-hmm. right? That struggle with diabetes was ongoing, you know, throughout his life. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, from what I understand, it was just his health was deteriorating, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I didn't read too many details about it, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was just that. I mean, I, maybe some of it has to do with, like, some of the damage he took in, in the sport of boxing. Mm, I seen, didn't even we, think about that. We've seen it happen, you know throughout the years and I, and we have to remember that Roger fought in a, in a much I would say a much more physical era you know where um a lot of the a lot of the uh the the focus was like on boxing and, and taking a punch and uh you know it wasn't really too concerned with as much as a deep man's as it is now so it was very that era was very entertaining you know you 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 would see a fighter take a lot of hits, especially the the, the Midwestern yeah. fighters, the, the Philadelphia <laughs> fighters, the Mexican fighters, the Hispanic fighters. Like they would take leather to give leather, you know. So yeah, that Roger honestly he was he was he was a warrior in there. We saw him. We, he he named some names: Chavez, 
Burnett Whitaker. What was the what was the vertical in that fight? Like, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, sure. I can't remember if he was knocked out or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was yeah, he... I can't remember if he was knocked out or if it was a UD. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but um, I'll look it up actually. Yeah, but I'm assuming know. Sweet P won. I'm assuming because he didn't. He had yeah, one yeah. Of the best yeah. Sweet P doesn't have too many losses. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's a it's a blow again to to the uh, boxing world. Again, Roger, hate him or hate him or love him, he was integral part of the sport, integral part of maybe one of the top ten fighters in the in the history of boxing, and so. Um, yeah, he is gonna. He's gonna be missed, of course. Um, yeah, and, and, and back to your point about uh, Sims Junior. He, had, I, I actually believe him. He had no reason to to lie or to you yeah. know. And so, we know Sims. He's very very honest, straightforward, a uh, uh, young man. So, and he was under that tutelage of of Rogers. So, yeah, yeah. Roger was a character, of course. Nonetheless, like without he a was doubt. Funny. Yeah, he's like a Roger. funny guy. He spoke his mind. Not everybody like how opinionated he was. You no, know, he was a controversial figure, like no doubt. I remember the the. So unanimous, <laughs> unanimous, unanimous against Purnell. This was in 1987. It was early. Oh, this is victory for Sweepy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now Sweepy's a that guy. Another another one. Rest mm-hmm. in peace. Yeah. But, but that um, was Roger. I don't know. I don't have more to add to that. Yeah. Honestly, um, we hadn't seen him in a while. We hadn't heard yeah. of him in a while. So, mm-hmm. but it was still a little shocking to hear. Yeah. I mean, again, like, he was a controversial figure. He was no angel. He was, like, you know, he wasn't, you know, nobody is a per- nobody's perfect. Um, one of my most memorable moments, of course, is yeah. when he jumped in the ring. Gensab? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'll, that was the one I was going to mention. Yeah. My memorable moment. Okay, okay. Oh, you, you know, go to it. I'll, I'll mention another one. Because he, uh, you talk about, oh, Floyd being undefeated, right? Yeah. To me, that was his second loss. Oh, Floyd's? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Because... Go Obviously, uh, if your corner jumps anywhere on the canvas when the fight is still going on, that's it, right? Yeah. We saw that. Um, who was it? Um, what's his name? Yeah, Carlos are... Molina against Kirkland. Remember that fight? That's right. His so, what's his name? Is it Molina? Carlos Molina? He fought Kirkland, bro. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, uh, that fight, he was winning that fight. Um, he was whooping on Kirkland, James oh, Kirkland. Right. Yes. Yeah, that was um and he was knocked down at the end of it was like one of the middle rounds. He was knocked down mm-hmm. at the end of the round. There was like two seconds left when he got up. His corner thought the round had ended. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So they jumped on the canvas and then they realized, oh shoot, the round is not over. So they hop right yeah, back off and they disqualified him yeah, because was, of that. Right. Yeah. So when you look back at that moment with Zab Judah and Floyd Mayweather <laughs> Literally, it was Leonard Ellerby mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. in Floyd's corner at the time, mm-hmm. and Roger. Mm-hmm. They jump into the ring trying to go after Zab Judah because Zab Judah, they perceived it as he was doing dirty Their tactics, tactics uh, yeah. rabbit punches, uh, hitting below the belt. Yeah. You know, so there, uh, when one of these point deductions happened, it was, and it was at toward the end of the round, yeah. right? They hop in, <laughs> in the ring and try to go after Judah. A riot Erosia. happens in the middle of the of the fight and once they got that under control they got everyone off the ring yeah. and they continued the fight like nothing happened yeah right like technically that was supposed to be a disqualification and floyd's second loss Dang. obviously that first one against jose luis castillo but um yeah that was pretty crazy man but it was entertaining nonetheless yeah man oh my man roger just he just he's crazy man i remember <laughs> he went uh 
I think he went to the Nevada because he got his license suspended and he he had to go and like plead his case to see if he get reinstated. And so he was just like giving every political right answer. But like yeah. as soon as he walked out, he's all like, you know how I am. Like I'm, he's gonna he's like I'm gonna try to follow the rule. But he's like, man, y'all y'all know who I am. But <laughs> yeah, that was Roger, man. That's Roger, man. I don't know. Do you have anything else to add on that? Ah, that's it, man. At fifty-eight years old, man, Roger Mayweather. Rest yeah. in peace, man. Rest in peace. Yeah. And just to move on to other stuff that has been canceled or postponed, um, All-Star Boxing. Yeah. All-Star Boxing, which was supposed to happen April 10, and then the following week as well, April 17, yeah. that has since uh, been postponed. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw it on All-Star Boxing's Instagram. We had heard already that it was unlikely that it was going to happen, mm-hmm. and then finally they postponed it. So for any updates, I guess follow All Star Boxing on Instagram, mm-hmm. and we'll keep you guys updated as well. But anything for us March and anything April, it looks like it's been postponed, and even running into May, man, we'll see. Yeah, even running into May, it's like you need some time to prepare, right? And so, yeah, hopefully we 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 get back as soon as possible. I was looking forward to those cards, bro. Like real talk, like back to back. I was looking like, yeah, we got a show this week and then another one. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, Never man. before done for us, right? Before yeah. we move on, hold up. Most people don't know shit about boxing. I was <laughs> <laughs> Roger. Hold on. Let me hit you with the real one before we move on. Come on, Roger. Hey, he's right, man. I th- hey, boxing is a niche sport. I feel like once you know a little bit of it, like, I think I, a lot of people, I hear this a lot. Like, everybody thinks they're an expert at boxing everybody's an expert yeah and so i mean i, I kind of makes sense why roger says that yeah know? but and it made total sense like he wasn't trying to be a dick about it like he was yeah. just being honest yeah. and then that there's that one story about ryan garcia right mm-hmm. i think he posted it somewhere on twitter or instagram and his mom told us too when he was on our show when she was on our show mm-hmm. um about that famous wall right yeah when ryan was there he was just kind of like oh this is a young little kid he doesn't know shit about boxing right yeah and Ryan actually knew like most of those guys, I think, but one, yeah. but one of those champions. And if you look at that stuff, it's like black and white. It's like old school yeah. boxing, right? And then Ryan tells that story that he knew all but one. Mm-hmm. So then Roger was like, okay, like that's respect, because most people don't know shit about boxing, exactly. and you do. <laughs> so I say we make our own little, our own wall? little wall fighters, and then if we get you know a fighter on. He's like, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> that, that's a good segue. I, I, you know, we're gonna skip some stuff here on my notes, but I say that's a good segue um, into classic fights, yeah. right? Yep. Classic fights. So I'm sure you've been watching a lot of old school boxing, a lot of tape, you know? Yeah. When you don't yeah, got anything to do, yeah. that's kind of like the go to, yeah. right? Um, I've seen some people have been doing it too on Instagram, posting like old school fights and things like that. Um, so I was like, why not? Let's, let's, let's talk about it, yeah. you know? Let's watch a classic fight. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about a classic fight that mm-hmm. we watched this week and let the listeners know about it. Maybe you guys have watched it. Maybe yeah. you haven't. Maybe what we say will encourage you to watch it. Yeah. Right? Put a spoiler there. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? You start. You start. All right. So, uh, my classic fight. So, I watched this fight recently. Um, I, I was telling you earlier, I don't know why I just... I just got the urge to watch uh, Finito Lopez, mm-hmm. Ricardo Finito Lopez. I think I saw one of the recommended videos on the side on YouTube mm-hmm. where he was with uh, Juan Manuel Marquez and Julio Cesar Chavez, right, on, on that show on ESPN Deportes. 
And I was like, damn, those are like three Mexican greats there, right? Yeah. But a lot of people do rank Finito very high because he was undefeated, mm-hmm. right? He went 52 fights undefeated, mm-hmm. right? He won 51. Yeah. And he had and one draw, yeah. right? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch this fight. Yeah. Because when you look it up, it says technical draw. Technical draw? Exactly, right? So let's explain a little <laughs> bit on uh, what was going on. So the um, this fight... Uh, Ricardo Finito Lopez versus Rosendo Alvarez of Nicaragua. Right, this fight was in 1998. It happened in Mexico, I think, Plaza de Toros, um, in Mexico City. Okay. So, um, both guys were champions, right? Both mm-hmm. guys were champions. Uh, Ricardo Finito Lopez was coming in at 46 and 0, 35 knockouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosendo Alvarez, 24 and 0, 16 knockouts. Like I said, both are champions. Finito is on his 21st title defense. Mm-hmm. 21st of the WBC title. This fight was at 105 pounds. Straw Damn. weight. And right, so you know those guys throw a lot of punches. Yeah. Action-packed. Um, Finito, of course, had Nacho Beristain in his corner. Okay, right, dude. legend. Right. You guys may know him from the Marquez fights. Right, we saw him many times strategize yeah. against Pacquiao, you know. He was in, in the middle of his corner for Pacquiao as well. Final oh, fight. wow. Yeah. I didn't even remember that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's Nacho Beristain. Um, just to go into the fight a little bit, like I said, they were both undefeated. This fight was in Mexico. Um, let's, let's start with the first round. First round, there was two accidental headbutts, okay. but no cuts, right? No so cuts. not much action, but two headbutts that happened. Fast forward to second round. Finito gets caught and knocked down for the first time in his oh, career. Dang, okay. Clean. He looked dang, hurt. Okay. Clean punch. Threw a lazy jab. Um, Alvarez countered with a hook over that jab. Okay. Boom. Dang, Laid out flat. He got up, survived, fought well. Um, and, and it was a tough, rugged fight. The commentators kept saying it. We're not used to seeing this type of fight from Finito. Finito. You know, okay. we see him dominate. We see him knock champions out. But in this fight, he was struggling a little bit. It was mm-hmm. a tough, rugged fight. Very close. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I wasn't scoring it. I didn't know how to score it. Yeah. I just said, I'm going to just watch this fight, enjoy right? Enjoy this, man. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Rosendo Alvarez was looking a little stronger, right? I think both of them actually moved up in weight not too long after that. Um, in the second fight, because they ran it back, mm-hmm. um, I think Alvarez actually didn't make weight. Oh, okay. So, he, he was already ready to move up. Um, but... Let's fast forward to seventh round. Seventh round, there's an ex- accidental headbutt. Mm-hmm. Finito Lopez takes a big cut on top okay. of the right eye, right? Very interesting. At that time, in Mexico City, the, the fighter who does not get cut gets a point deducted. A accidental or not. That does not get cut gets a point. Wait, what? So a headbutt happens, right? Yeah. One guy gets cut, the other doesn't. Okay. The guy who doesn't get cut gets a point deducted. Oh, that's freaking weird. Okay. So, and the commentators are saying it straight up, like, he's going to get a point deducted because he's not cut. And Finito <laughs> is, and the referee knew the rules, um, and he deducted a point. And, and the people in Mexico, uh, they were upset. You know, even though it was Finito Lopez, you know, home, you know, mm-hmm. Mexico, he was fighting against a Nicaragüense. They were upset. They were throwing stuff into the ring. Um, little stuff like snacks. Mm-hmm. They were doing this since the first headbutt because in the first round, if you watch that fight, um, one of the commentators was like, because there was a pause in action, 
the referee, uh, he said, kind of said like, oh, timeout. And then he threw something to the side of the ring. And then the commentators are like, whoa, the referee just threw a pretzel, like our way. I guess people are just throwing whatever they found yeah. into the ring. So they're throwing stuff into the ring. Why? I don't know, because it's Mexico. But they continue to fight. They continue <laughs> to fight like nothing was happening, right? That was the seventh round. So very close fight. Alvarez already had that 10-8 round, okay. right, from, from the previous rounds, from the second round. And now he gets deducted a point because he wasn't cut, right? Yeah. Those were the rules. I don't know. This is 1998 in Mexico City. Mm. So, um, so they finished the round going to the eight. Um, before starting the round, the referee tells doctors to come look at it, and they're like, "We're gonna stop it. Cut doesn't look good." Nacho Beristain was very upset. He was cursing. He was like, "Sí, eso." cabeza. Yo, it was hilarious. It was like your typical Mexican father, very upset, and. Uh, they were going to stop the fight. So Nacho was upset, but he's like, you know what? Hey, we're up in the scorecards. If we go to the scorecards, we're going to win. So, yeah, they were like, we're going to stop this. You can't go with this cut. So How big? How bad was it? Was it? Um, well, I would be able to give you a better answer, but this was like a low-quality video. Okay. <laughs> so um, It was right on top of the eye, okay. though. So it was, it was bad. It yeah. was bad. Um. But I've se- we've seen worse, but yeah. they stopped it. I don't know. Their call. I wasn't too mad at that, but they stopped it. Um, and then Jimmy Lennon Jr., who was the ring announcer, is going to read the scorecards, and there was a lot of tension in that building. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just go ahead and read the scorecards as he read it. Uh, first one, 64, 67-64 for Finito Lopez. Okay. Second one, 68-63 for Rosendo Alvarez. Wider gap, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, the third judge there, 66 66, technical draw. Oh, and shit. that was his only draw. draw of his career, his only non victory in his whole career. 52 fights, Vinito Lopez. Um, like we said, he finished undefeated, but that was a technical draw in that fight. He finished his career 51 and 0, one draw, 38 knockouts. So Based on that cut, that saved him, right? Because he got deducted. His opponent got deducted one point. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. So that's that's, that's what turned the tides because he had gotten uh, knocked down, mm-hmm. and then they ran it back after that second fight was a split decision win by Finito Lopez. So, so I mean, two tough fights for Finito, but Damn. if you've never seen that fight, the first one against Rosendo Alvarez. Uh, the guy from Nicaragua. Um, that was it, man. Very interesting yeah. turn of events throughout the whole fight. And that's how he got his first and only draw of his career. Yeah, that's crazy. It's in 98. That wasn't too, too far removed. I, I remember hearing about yeah. Benito Lopez from my dad. And obviously, the biggest highlight was Chavez. You know, when Chavez overshadows every other yeah. Mexican fighter. So I remember hearing about Benito. So I'm thinking, like, oh, he's fighting from the 80s. I'm sure he did a, he did have his, a lot of his career in the 80s, but like 98. Wow. So he fought yeah. in. Fighting till, till, till much later. Yeah, I never realized he was so small. One hundred five yeah. pounds straw weight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But you know, just from watching him, you could see the technique. Yeah. Um, he reminded me of all the Mexican greats put into one. Yeah, yeah. He had the counter punching of Juan Manuel Marquez. Mm-hmm. He had the heart of mm-hmm. Julio Cesar Chavez. Mm-hmm. Right. He was crisp with yeah. his punches. He looked yeah. like Eric Morales at times, and just a very good fighter. But yeah. 
That was the one draw. Very crazy. crazy. Scorecards were crazy. The outcome was crazy. Technical draw, yeah. right? And even the second fight, split decision win for Finito. So yeah. that was that. That was yeah. my classic fight, man. Nice, man. Yeah, crazy. Like, I'll definitely check that one. I haven't seen that one. I've seen a couple of the sites. I haven't seen that one. But uh, Finito, I mean, you don't get that fin- like that, that nickname just because just Finito. Yeah, and I've seen some boxers nowadays yeah, yeah. use it. All right, and yeah, now I'm just not. like I wonder if they know that this is one of the all-time Mexican yeah. greats, yeah. right? And like you said, he kind of gets overshadowed by Chavez, mm-hmm. right? Even I haven't watched too much tape on Finito, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I was like, you know what? I got to start watching him more because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's highly rated among the Mexicans, yeah, obviously yeah. And undefeated. undefeated. If you want to know, yeah, you don't not see even, that very often. Not even Chavez, you know, but mm-hmm. undefeated, right? And so we we know that there's always like these these pretty good elite fighters at those weight classes they just don't get that same love you yeah. know 105 uh yeah so yeah i gotta check that out man again sometimes you get the best some of the best fights like i at these lower weight classes just because these guys you know have so much stamina yeah you know they they're, they're fast they got so yeah i'm doing honestly i'm gonna check more of these fights out so thank you for that deal you know what when i was watching because i was just watching it i'm yeah. like this is not the most entertaining fight man mm-hmm. i was just like i'm gonna pick a new one <laughs> But then some crazy stuff. Every seemed like every round something crazy would just happen. Yeah. And and you know what's so great about that fight is we rarely see like these greats like struggle like that. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go ahead and put and post a knockdown on our Instagram page. Mm-hmm. You know because when you hear about Finito undefeated, this guy's nearly perfect, right? Yeah. But the way that he got caught and the way that he had to fight through that. Yeah. It's crazy. Like he's just one of those guys who would find a way to win. Yeah. So he was hurt. Did he was he clinching? Was he hugging? If you see that punch, and I'll probably put it in this video, yeah. you're like, damn, he's got to be hurt. But he got up and just fought it off. Oh, okay. Fought yeah. it off. <laughs> and Nacho in his corner was like, "Que no te ese cabrón. Like, <laughs> ¿qué está pasando? Like, you're not yeah. focused. This yeah. and that. You know, typical yeah. Nacho Veris thing. But That's it's crazy. <laughs> That's funny." Yeah, we we can. Uh, that was my classic fight. We can move on to yours, man, because I I'm curious to see what what you're watching yeah, nowadays. Yeah. So so my fight, I was honestly I've heard about this fight. Um, shout out to uh, to Stax from Supreme Boxing. He made he put a list because he's also watching classic fights. Okay. So I was like, I saw this the name of this fight, and I was like, I've been wanting to see this fight for a minute, and I'm so glad I haven't seen this fight because sometimes like you yeah. you seen so many fights, you already know the outcome. This yeah. one I was like. I haven't seen the outcome. Yeah. I don't want to go on box track. I want to be kind of surprised yeah. to see who wins. So that, that was the same with me. When yeah, I was yeah. like taking a withdrawal, I'm yeah. going to go on this. I don't want to read more about <laughs> it. I want to see what happened in yeah. that taking a withdrawal. Yeah, yeah so, so I was... And this, this it wasn't just a fight that I saw. It took me down another rabbit. We'll talk more about <laughs> that. But yeah, the fight was Gerald McKellen against Nigel Ben. So so Gerald is an American. This is in the super middleweight division. Nigel Ben is um, British. And now we already—I already know how you feel about the British, right? The the, yeah. the Brits, the, the the modern British. Yeah, the modern. Well, what British. year is this? Because this is uh, February twenty fifth, nineteen ninety five. Okay, see, pretty recent. I had—I yeah. don't think I've heard of these names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is in the London Arena in London, and this is for Nigel Benn's WBC super middleweight title. So Nigel Benn, although he was the 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 title holder, he was a three to one underdog. So so Gerald, the American, was a. A three to one favorite. His his record was thirty one two and 29 knockouts. Nigel Ben was thirty nine two and zero, and he had a similar number of knockouts. So like this this fight was co promoted by uh, Don King, oh, okay. 
and Warren. And so like, oh man, it was, it was a good, it was a good promotion. Like we just saw the, uh, yeah. them talk, this was, they knew this fight was going to be kind of like the Marvin Hagler versus Tommy, like Hearns were like, it was, they both had not knockout power. They both knew that there was no way they were going to win like a, this was going to end in knockout. So that's so, what it you said 1995? 1995. This is in what? In London. 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 All right. So this is what for weight again? Super middleweight. Super middleweight. For cool. the WBC title. 168. 168. So this is a like action pack for scheduled for 12 rounds. It only went 10. <laughs> only went 10. Okay. But all right, let me break it down. The first round. Oh, let me take it back a little bit. Gerald, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've heard of uh, Julius Jackson. Julius Jackson. So Julius Jackson, Possibly. yeah. So Gerald had just defeated uh, Julius Jackson the second time around. Julius Jackson, as a lot of people know, was known for having knockouts. He's that guy. These are with old school names. Old here, school man. names. This is the guy with the flat top. This is encyclopedia, right? Yeah, here. this guy with the flat top, forty nine, and and one at the time, forty five knockouts. Gerald had just beaten him, like had just defeated the knockout artist. Kind of a little bit reminiscent of, you know, when Loma beat. Uh, uh, Walters just okay. to go in there against the knockout puncher. Yeah. It's a little scary, but yeah, he took him out. So he's going in with that 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 hype, like, oh, he's gonna get another. This is this this would have been his fourth straight knockout. So, do you want to hear the decision now? Do you want to know who wins? Or do you want me to break it in? Hmm. Now break it in, break it in, because I'm, I'm I'm intrigued. Here. Yeah. So first round, Gerald. Catches, uh, so there's there's squabbing first round. first round, they're squabbing, they're both trading. You could tell, like, there's a little lack of like not a lot of points given to defense, so they're, they're squabbing and they're letting their hands go. Gerald catches, uh, Nigel Ben against the ropes, okay. And even when they said that, I was like, hey, catches him against the ropes and, and drops him, and he falls through the ropes. Oh, so shit. he falls through the ropes. There's this rule at that time, I'm not sure if it's still on now, but like, if you fall through the ropes, you get. 20 seconds. Okay, yeah, to, yeah. 20 seconds to come back in and then to get up. And so... So, um, I'm familiar with this rule when it ha- because it happened to Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, same thing. I think that fight was at the forum against mm-hmm. Joe Smith. Yeah. Fell through the ropes and that's what they're saying. 20 seconds to get back in, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So, same thing here. 20 seconds, but he doesn't use the 10. Like, the ref doesn't count the 20. He just counts the 10. He, he wow. makes... Yeah, he makes it back oh, okay, in. okay, okay. And a lot of With people the say, help of anybody? No, he gets in himself. Okay. So, so he. So he, paint the picture. Does he fall on a commentary table? Does he just fall off to the side? He he <laughs> falls through the rope, almost on the commentary table, but he's able to hold on. He's like staggering, trying to get back inside. He gets back inside. Uh, it felt like a long count, but um, he still made it back in, in the nick of time. He gets back in this fight, and luckily for him, there was not too many seconds left in that fight. So maybe mm, like five ten. Round. In that, in that round, yes. In that round. And so he's able to survive and back to his corner. And so that's round one. You, you're thinking like, oh, when he comes back out, like it's, this, this might end, this might be a, a early night for him. So he comes back in first, first round, second round, a little bit of the same. He doesn't get as tagged. Uh, it's still a, a Gerald, Gerald round. So it's two rounds to zero. I don't know like where, like you can see Nigel's been, you can see his heart, his will get into this fight. Like in the middle rounds, it's all him. It's all Nigel, and you're like, damn, this guy was just about to get knocked out. It seemed like a little bit, like, he got lucky that the, the round ended, but uh, he got back in this fight. Nigel Ben, the uh, Gio, he's like that. He, if I can name a fighter like him, it's it's like the guy that Anthony Sins fought. He's like the, he's like that that classic swarmer, you know, like slugger that's just cutting down the ring, cutting down the ring, like, you know, 
just breaking your man down. And Gerald McElwain, he's like that, he's like that boxer puncher. So you can kind of see how that yeah. the, the boxer starts. He's starting to get a little nervous. Start, like he's starting to feel the pressure of that swarmer. And so that's what's happening. He's catching Gerald more and more and more. You could just start seeing the the, the the fight turning. Sixth round. Fast forward to the sixth round. Gerald is looking tired. Looking, he's been getting caught here and there. Like he's been, he's getting caught. It's yeah. and it's looks it looks like he's breaking down. Yeah. Kind of like the way Cotto started breaking down against Margarito. It was like that. He just started breaking Classic. down. Yeah. So you see. Gerald go back to the corner and he says something to his corner. You can't, like, you can't really hear, but it seems like he wants the, this fight to, to be stopped. Wow. He's not looking good. He's he's still boxing well, still moving, but it just this demeanor has completely changed. He's not the he's not the same guy in that first yeah. round that almost knocked this guy out. So you start to think like, oh, this this thing is turning. Um, Gerald is still ahead on the on, on the cards just because he's boxing. He's boxing. He's tagging him. He's he's getting caught, but he's he's winning the majority of these rounds. Oh, he's no, he's he's. He's catching up. Catching, yeah. And so, seventh, eighth round, Gerald catches Nigel once again. It drops him. So this is like, oh, shit. Okay, he's going to finish him this time. He's going to finish him this time. Nigel gets up. He he tries to swing, uh, get a left hook, and his momentum just makes him drop. So, but as he's falling, he he headbutts him. He headbutts him, and Gerald starts to flinch. He goes to the corner and he drops to a knee. So wow. he drops to a knee. You're like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, you hear the crowd in London. They're booing. Like, yeah. Oh, this guy's like, just trying to buy time. Like, and so, uh, yeah, he's he's flinching. You see him flinching. Eighth round, ninth round, he's flinching. So something's not right. Even the commentators like something's yeah. up. Something something's going on here. Tenth round, Nigel drops Gerald. Nigel Ben drops him. And you can see that Gerald is struggling. It looks like he he's he's just not looking good. Again, he gets caught again. He puts takes another knee. Ooh. The ref, mind you, the ref starts counting. One, two, three. You you start thinking like someone's he's gonna start to get up. Five, six, seven. He's not getting up. He looks wow. like he doesn't want to continue. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow. Calls off the fight. Here's a guy. This is the guy that knocked down his opponent twice. Yeah. Was this due to that headbutt, or it had? It was a accumulation of punches in the middle rounds, yeah. plus the headbutt. You could tell, yeah. like after that headbutt, it was like because I, I forgot to add too. Mm-hmm. In that first round with Finito, I mentioned two headbutts, right? Yeah. yeah. So these little headbutts were happening, but mm-hmm. when he got knocked down, they were saying it was, it was probably still because of the headbutt. Yeah, yeah. You know, like now that you mentioned that, like seeing this fight, like those headbutts, you're, you're, these boxers are taking like. Punches the head. It's yeah. just this accumulation of trauma. So like a, a headbutt added to that, it just makes things worse. And you could just see that he wasn't good. And the thing is, like, have have you ever been headbutted in the head? That shit hurts. Like, playing soccer. That shit hurts. At bro. the time, you're just like, I'm good. Yeah. But then ten seconds pass, twenty seconds pass, yeah. thirty seconds yeah. pass, and you're like, oh shit, I'm kind of dizzy. Kind of dizzy. Oh, yeah. Shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, the first time I went for a header and like. Do someone like hitting with their head and that shit, I was like, that shit hurts. That yeah, I was like, oh, that shit hurt. <laughs> and then yeah, like just like you said, twenty yeah. seconds later, I was like, I, feel, I don't feel so good. I'm gonna sit down over here for a little bit. Yeah, dude. dude yeah, I've had like two or three where I just keep playing like nothing is happening. Yeah. And the next day you wake up with a headache and you're like, maybe I wasn't yeah. as good as I thought. Yeah. Maybe I was being a little tougher than I should have been. <laughs> <laughs> you wake dude. up with a headache and you're just like, oh shit. Do I remember getting? <laughs> I remember getting mad at the other players like a like a yeah. cabezón. Like, dude, yeah. I was mad. That's, One time, know. I ran into my own teammate. 
Oh, yeah. We were just savage, just yeah. going after the ball. And boom. Yeah. And I was like, I'm good, I'm good. And I keep walking, and I'm like, I take a knee. Nah, I'm not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, those tables are, are no joke. And yeah. so, like, back to the fight, they, it, it's, obviously the commentators are, like, saying, like, you know, he quit. This yeah, guy quit. That's... He didn't want to continue. And so, like, they, that's pretty much, like, that's, I think that's one of those things that, like, in real time, people just say, like, if someone, like, decides to opt out, you're, you're going to throw that. Because even that's out. my reaction right now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Really? Like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, in but real time. you don't know what he's feeling. Exactly. In real time, you just, you know that he was winning this fight. He had those two knockdowns, but he, I guess he couldn't, you know, make it to the finish line. So, in real time, the commentator's like, oh, he quit, he quit. And in real time, you're like, yeah, shit, he did. He stopped. Yeah. He, he didn't want to get up. Um, towards the end of the fight, dude, uh, you see Gerald go back to his corner. You see his coach spray water on his head, and he just collapses. Wow. So he collapses. Uh, they bring the stretcher, and he's in the corner. Nigel Ben is celebrating. Uh, again, this is, this is a very, like, violence-fueled promotion. These guys really wanted to, like, you know, like, they promised a knockout, and that's what they were going for, and that's what you saw throughout this, the whole fight. It was just action-packed. Again, I mentioned this before, like, they don't make them how they used to make them. These guys really were, yeah. were, were on, the, on, the, on, the, on the offense, both of them. A lot, of, a lot of leather traded by, by both fighters. Uh, not a lot of sides. It was just, you know, comforting action. And so, yeah, he, he gets taken out of the stretcher. Something I noticed was, like, the front row was very close to the ring. Like, like the... the, the NBA game? Yeah, dude, everything was very close. So, like, that kind of upset me a little bit because I was, they, they were having trouble getting out of the ring, getting oh, wow. out. You know, these, you heard his corner like, hey, everybody get out of the way. It was just too close. And so, um, yeah, he got taken out of the stretcher. He actually uh, succumbed to a coma after the fight. Wow. Two weeks in a coma. Uh, Gerald wa- was in, and uh, dude, he was forced to retire. So this is wow. this is what took me to another rabbit hole. I was like, well, I want to know what happened afterwards. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so he, he was in a induced coma for two weeks. Um, he actually had to retire after that fight. That was his last fight. Now, uh, Gerald is uh, blind. He lost a, a lot of memory, so he doesn't remember a whole lot. Uh, he's he's Crazy. he's being taken care of by his sister Lisa, but uh, yeah, he he doesn't remember much. He remembers he was a champion. He remembers like he he, but he doesn't remember the fight. He doesn't remember. He remembers Nigel, but he doesn't remember a whole lot. But yeah, this is why I told you I was like, dude, I just found a, yeah, a Melder Taylor esque uh, type type of story, and now. it's it's sad because you see. Uh, you see Meldrick, you, you see Gerald's yeah. uh, highlights. This guy could box, but like this guy was, he was right, he was up there touted like right there with Roy Jones. I think Roy and him like never find the amateurs. They were they were just trying to you know because they were just that good. They didn't want to yeah. mix it up until. But yeah, this guy was very talented boxer, boxer puncher, great natural like power, um, great skills, and. Dude, it was just like one of those unfortunate freak accidents. Yeah. There was a lot of controversy after the fight. Uh, the referee in attendance, was, this was actually his second title fight. He got a, he had a lot of slag mm-hmm. because a lot of people said he didn't stop the fight. He couldn't stop the fight. There was controversy on the coach's side. Like, it wasn't his job. Why didn't you guys stop yeah. it? Um, on the referee side, dude, he, he was French. He didn't speak English. He didn't, he didn't speak, speak English. English. Yeah, yeah. So they, oh. <laughs> dude, imagine. So they interviewed him like, like, don't you think it's weird you don't speak English? Like, this is a big fight. Like, that's why a lot of people, like, kind of, like, put some of the blame on you. 
he defended wow. himself. He's all like, like he says, like it's universal when boxing. I don't need to know English. And he says some signs like he knows. He's like, a break is a break. People understand what breaks are. Like people know like certain like universal signals. He's all like, but yeah, he got a slack, a lot of slack for that. Um, wow. Um, whenever we talked about Detroit, he actually um, Gerald actually trained out of the uh, the Kronk Gym. He was trained by uh, by Emmanuel Stewart. And for this this fight, they had a bit of a fallout where he didn't take wow. Emmanuel, and so he 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 took another coach, and that coach got a lot of uh, slack for not for not stopping the fight in the sixth round, where where Gerald told him like I'm not feeling good, I want to I want to stop. Wow. And they they interviewed uh, Emmanuel Stewart, and after this, and they he went on record saying like you know what if I was there this this tragedy wouldn't have happened, and you see Emmanuel Stewart getting teary eyed like. That was that was his fighter, you know. Just some fallout happened, and and yeah, it wasn't able. They weren't able to, you know, reconcile that. But yeah, dude, this this fight was crazy good. It was tragic. It's it shows like the with the beauty and and the the you know the the brutality of, of boxing. Like I I see I see people see that boxing match like this is this is what boxing like is like action, you know. But at the same yeah. time, you see the toll that it has outside the ring. So, um, yeah, fast forward to 2007, Ben and, and Gerald. He brought Gerald because he's not in a wheelchair. He did a fundraiser for him in London. You see Gerald, like, telling, oh, is this London? I'm back in London. This is where I won my title, right? And his, his sister's like, yeah, you were a champion. You know, like, like you you like you never lost that fight. Like, But, yeah, it's, it was, yeah, it was yeah, it's a crazy story, bittersweet. But yeah, I had heard a lot about that fight. I'm so glad I saw that fight. I, I recommend it, bro. Like that shit was action packed. It's again, it was brutal. And so let me ask you about time. that last punch when he got knocked down. Was yeah. it? Did it look brutal? The last punch where he got yeah the first one yeah the second one still like any punch at that moment. Well, you said he took a knee, right? The he took a knee. Second one. So the first one was bad. Yeah. 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 It's like I think on both of them he took a knee. Yeah. On both of them he took a knee, but yeah, it's. Yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy, crazy sport of boxing. Great fight. Recommend it. Been wanting to see. I've been seeing that fight a lot in the in in classic names of fights, and so yeah, man. This time the Brit came up on. All right. So what else we got? We're talking about Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, right? Yeah. Uh, whether that's gonna happen, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Like I said, uh, top rank in MTK Global, they put out. Uh, they put out a joint statement saying, you know, if the news didn't come from us, then it's not legitimate. Basically mm-hmm. saying we haven't negotiated dates or venues or anything like that. So all the rumors that we have heard apparently aren't true. Mm-hmm. So, man, we'll see, dude. I, like I said, I don't think we're getting any big fights in 2020. Damn. But hopefully I'm wrong. <laughs> Again, I mean... There's some things bigger than boxing, so right now that's 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 a priority to get over this, and then, yeah. Talking about that, has your life changed at all since this whole crisis, pandemic, whatever? Eh, just a little, bit, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Of course, oh, so. of course, of course, it has. Um, I mean, I'm still gonna work. I'm blessed to work overnight, so I work overnight shift. Uh, I just have one client, so I go to his house, you know, hospice care, and take care of him. But like, no, I see it every day. Like I see, like with you guys, like you guys are at home. Um, 
can't really go outside. We're just, you know, taking as much precaution as we can. And so, yeah, there's, it's changed. There's a lot of craziness going on. Uh, now we can't go. To, I mean, now it's like you, when you go to the store, try to buy as much as you can for like two weeks time. But yeah, it's crazy time, man. What about you? Yeah, well, I guess I haven't been working, so yeah. I get more time. You know, I'm trying, yeah. I try to look at the positives, you know. <laughs> yeah. I get more sleep now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Before, it was five, six hours. Now, it's eight, nine hours there every day, yeah. right? I have more time to edit. I have more time to watch fights. I have yeah. more time to do, you know, the stuff that I couldn't do before. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I, I feel like a lot of people have been hit by it, yeah. you know, mostly economically. Yeah. Um, just mentioning going to the store and not finding the stuff that, you were able to find before, which I don't understand, mm-hmm. right? Why do people have to buy two months worth of toilet paper? Yeah. I don't understand. But, I mean, hopefully none of you listeners are part of that group, <laughs> right? Mm. I don't believe any of you are that dumb. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, more than anything, like I said, take precautions. Um, I still don't, I don't think the people in charge know how serious it is mm. or if it's not serious at all. Yeah. Every time I hear information, it's like, I feel like it's, it's all over the place, yeah. right? So you don't know what to make of it. Um, I just try to stay home, which I like staying home. Mm-hmm. I like not doing anything. <laughs> uh, I never used to watch TV. Now I'm watching more TV, mm-hmm. free time, things yeah. like that. But yeah. other than that, you know, I mean, I'm chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you say, you have to look at the positives, look at the silver lining, like, I do see I've been working out more. Yeah. I have time to work out more, man. Dude, I'm the opposite. I get too comfortable <laughs> in my bed and I'm like, I don't want to get up, you know. But uh, yeah, today I went to exercise for the first time in a week. So that was cool. Once you started, then it's just keep, that, keep it going. Yeah. But I mean, I, I when I went on my run, it was nice to see like like both parents with their kids. You know, they're like walking them and, you know, going on their bike rides at the park. They're hanging out with them. So a lot of, like, we live in a very workaholic yeah. capitalistic society where like you gotta work 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 monday through you know sometimes even sunday so um yeah so it's nice to see people actually you know taking the time just to relax and and you know just really enjoy just like what's important in life back to the basics back to the basics right. and that's something we that's something i noticed when we went to when we went on our, on our euro trips like it life is so much different over there yeah everything just a little bit slower people take their time to enjoy you know just life and when we get back to the states, like it's back to the routine, you know, Monday, traffic, work, 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 work. So it's it's yeah, it's it's in a way it's like it's a blessing in disguise that we can just chill, relax, and enjoy. You know, I, we do have to have that social like distancing. Yeah, but is this far enough? This is really, we good. We good. <laughs> Group of what five or less? No, ten yeah. or less. So we're fine. But um, I mean that's not like the only bad thing. But um, you know. It's nice that people, like you, I think God said it best, like one of our friends, uh, he hasn't had a Saturday, Friday, Saturday off in like seven years, so he's enjoying his time with his son. So, I mean, it's, that's, there's, gotta look at the positives again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel like people just have to be responsible, mm-hmm. you know. Like I said last podcast, I thought washing your hands and using hand yeah. sanitizer was just the basics. Yeah. But I guess they gotta emph- emphasize that now. <laughs> um... We'll put a reminder right <laughs> wash your hands uh but yeah man I, I, hopefully we get through this yeah. you know soon it doesn't seem like that from what i see but mm-hmm. definitely people have been hit economically mm-hmm. you know that's that's the toughest part i don't know anybody who's gotten sick other than the people on tv <laughs> right yeah. and going back to that 
you mentioned the NBA earlier. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Gobert got diagnosed March 11th, mm. and the NBA has uh, been suspended since then. Um, and since then, a lot of people have gotten it. His teammate, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, you know, probably Kevin the biggest Kevin. name thus far in the NBA who's gotten it in the football world, soccer, you know, obviously Italy has been hit. Dybala was, I think, one of the more recent cases. Mm-hmm. I was reading Paolo Maldini and his son had it, you know, and it's it's crazy because mm-hmm. uh, we were there maybe two years ago, 2017, at the end of that year, in that area in Milan, mm-hmm. northern yeah. Italy, mm-hmm. right, beautiful place, but you can see how it, it spreads uh, rapidly there, mm-hmm. you know, the Think of L.A., but even more congested. Yeah. You know, people, a lot of people living in apartment buildings. You know, a lot of people living in a just concentrated areas, right? Mm-hmm. Not too much space between everybody. So, man, they've been hit, Italy. Yeah, yeah. They've been hit hard. So... They already surpassed China, right, in the number of deaths? Number of deaths, yeah. Crazy. So, I mean, just hoping for the best, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. I know San Francisco's on lockdown. It's a similar yeah. situation where like everything's condensed. Uh, obviously, they're not as not as as bad as Italy, you know, as, with the cases. But um, yeah, it's very condensed. Every people are live very close to each other. So yeah, I, we'll be I all right. Rudy Gobert eleventh has been what eleven days, and I think I heard that it takes about fourteen days for it to. You have to be like on feel the symptoms or something like that. Yeah. Um. But I mean, hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully this passes over soon. I mean, most people we we, we go outside and there's there's some people, but not a whole lot of cars. Yeah, like a lot, so a lot of people. LA traffic is not LA traffic anymore. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of people staying at home, and so for the most part, you know, people are just you know staying at home. There's a yeah. statewide lockdown or statewide, you know, stay at your house, you know, thing going on right over here in SoCal. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, we're just trying to abide by that. But yeah, man, it's and. It almost feels a little surreal. I, I almost feel like we're in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> like every day when you wake up, you're just kind of like, man, is this real? It's like, is, uh, like, it's like Edward James almost going to narrate the story today. What's going on? Yeah, but yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, I read a quote. I forgot how it goes. But the, it says something like the the tough times you pre- prepare for yesterday or today. Yeah. Right. I feel like everything, like, all the stuff that you hear about since you're a kid. Damn. Obviously, wash your hands. You know, be safe. Be healthy. Eat right. Work out. You know, all that stuff mm-hmm. is going into effect now. Yeah. You know, I feel like as, as humans, our, our natural instinct since we're born is to survive. Yeah. Right? So, I feel like now all that stuff com- comes into effect. And that's why, like, I'm not too worried about it. Mm-hmm. Because you feel like, oh, I'm going to be good, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, there are a lot of people out there who, you know, maybe their immune systems are more compromised. You know, yeah, they're yeah. older, this mm-hmm. or that. You know, and you worry about those people, man. Because yeah, yeah. this is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're saying 50% of people in the U.S. might get it. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. So, That's crazy. man, my only my only uh, suggestion was just be prepared. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's crazy because it's like you see these things in movies, you see like a virus outbreak, but you never really think it's gonna happen, yeah. right? So like honestly, like nobody like government, you see it now, like all of us, we were like ill prepared. We don't ever think a virus is gonna spread this quickly, like in like in such a rapid succession. So yeah. like it's yeah, it's it's crazy, man. 
And it kind of just reminds you, like, what other things are we not prepared for? We live in SoCal, you know, San Francisco, the fault, like, That's the thing I never understood. It's like, I never understood that. The the quote-unquote big one was supposed to hit so long ago, and people still never took it serious. You never saw people stock up on toilet paper or water like Mm -hmm. that. Like, they just ignored it. But now everybody is in panic mode, Mm -hmm. right? But, I don't know. Interesting times. Uh, We'll be all right, though. We'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A wake-up call, you know, that's it. That's what it is. Wake-up call, I mean... To me, I think it's just a reminder for people to enjoy every day because you never yeah. know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. If you didn't get that from the passing of Nipsey or the passing of Kobe, Kobe. then this is another reminder, you know? Yeah. Enjoy every day because you never know, man. Just have yeah. fun. Enjoy have it. Have fun. You know, to me, like, I see this thing. I look at the memes, bro. I look at the memes. I try to have fun with it. I You're try funny. To, <laughs> I try to just, like, try to smile and laugh and, you know, not, not be so gloomy, you know? It is gloomy. 2020 has been a gloomy, you know? It's been a gloomy years thus far like you said the passing of kobe that one hit hard over here hit, it hit worldwide as well and then this it's like shit and like you see these memes like what's next right but um yeah i just try to again just try to look at try to keep yourself happy look at the positives laugh smile just you know enjoy life at the end because again like you said it's nothing no no day is promised so yeah true that um anything you've been watching I've been watching a lot of some Netflix here and there. Again, I'm some classic, classic fights. What do you watch uh, on Netflix? What I've been watching on Netflix. Narcos? Narcos Mexico? Narcos. Narcos. Mexico. Narcos. You watched <laughs> it? No, I haven't yeah. watched it. I heard it was good. Yeah, I heard that one's good. I, I, I'm still stuck in the Colombia, though. That was like the best oh, one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, seen on the block. Yeah, coming of age show. Um, yeah. yeah. Not a whole lot. I'm just mostly some classic fights here and there. What about you? Yeah. I've been watching Against the Ropes podcast. <laughs> oh, you know what's crazy? Hey. I hadn't had time to actually go back and watch our stuff. Okay. Because, well, obviously I listen to it and I'm editing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of listen to it, but mm. I now have time to sit back and just turn it on, yeah, yeah. kick back, you know, have a drink yeah. and wa- actually watch the full episodes, yeah. right? I think that's, that's pretty good, you know, gotta, gotta see what you're doing right, gotta see what you're doing wrong, exactly. all that stuff. So I have time to do that and watch the same podcast uh, i gotta catch up on mics i haven't watched the eminem okay. episode oh, okay. i saw Sounds it had good. a lot of views i saw yeah. today 3.4 million compared to some of the other ones i think damian lillard's had like i don't know like eighty thousand. Oh. um okay other people were on and it didn't have that many views but this one 3.4 so i gotta catch that um it's two heavyweights man eminem <laughs> it's funny because i think mike told him like oh like i think eminem's like you're like a god to me like he just and then like, and then Mike is like, you're not chop, you're no chop liver either, you know, like you're yeah, a big yeah, deal. Yeah. So mutual nah, respect there. Mike is something else. So Mike, Mike can have anybody on that show that he wants. He can have the Pope on that show if he wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> just like he's a knowledgeable Mike. person, dude. Like yeah. when I started watching that show, I was just like impressed. Yeah, I was like, damn, this guy knows everything. Like this guy knows about any topic, and if he doesn't know, he'll ask questions. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah Mike is. For sure, another character, man. Yeah. Definitely another character. Goat. Goat um, yeah, that's all I got, man, on my notes, dude. Yeah, no, Anything I mean, else you got? I think that's it, man. Just can say is like, stay safe. Yeah. Take the proper precautions, man. You know, hopefully we hope some of you get your mind off this stuff because we know that it's all over the place. You go on Instagram, on Facebook, it's all over it. Yeah that you watch TV, it's all over that as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel like that creates even more stress for yeah, you know, people, mm. you know, trying to 
get a distraction from all that stuff. So we got to try to make this a weekly thing, man. Yeah. Or even mm-hmm. twice a week. We'll twice see. A week, we'll try to fill stuff in, dude. We'll, we'll have some topics and yeah. stuff like that that we haven't done before. But, you know, classic fights is one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll keep watching the classic fights and the other developments classic going on. Fight, some controversies, maybe. Stuff that happened in the past. And just yeah, there's that. a lot of stuff in boxing that people may not know about. Yeah. You know, and that's why that's my favorite quote, man. Most people don't know <laughs> shit about <laughs> boxing. Because just when you thought, you know, I had never heard about your fight. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I don't know shit about boxing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And what's that? Any other last shout outs you want to give before we get out of here? Mm, just shout out to all, like, this is a boxing podcast. Shout out to all the boxers. You know, I'm, I'm, a lot of their fights have been postponed. You know, they were, they were getting day in and day out. You know, they're, they're fighting for their families, for their dreams, you know. So, you know, just a shout out to all you guys. Uh, just keep grinding, keep training. Again, a lot of people don't see the work that gets done until you guys make it to the lights. But you know, it's the same thing. You just keep working, keep grinding, and um, yeah, this this is gonna pass over, and we will be at many of you guys' fights. So, yeah, you can make it through the night. There's a brighter day. Hey, <laughs> Tupac Shakur. I think that's it for us, right? That's it. Yeah. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Make sure you're following us at against Da Ropes. All your favorite social network platforms instagram twitter facebook all that good stuff um we'll be back soon stay safe and wash some hands protect yourself at <laughs> all <laughs> times <laughs> all right we out we out that was fun cool 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 cool